What's good? This is the Chop by T podcast. I'm your host, T. And to the far right of me, we got my brother. Roscoe. Oh, let's do that again. Come on, brother. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my energy. name. Sometimes I, I got you. I got you. I'll say your name. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Second week straight now. <laughs> This is the Child by T podcast. I'm your host T, and to the far, far right of me, we got my brother Skull. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> and in the middle, man, we got a special guest, a special, special guest. You know, uh, Officer Chris. What's up? What's up? No man, as much. I probably didn't have to say Officer, huh? I'm just, I, I'm just jumping in, putting your business out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we already done started. Damn, let me tell them, like, they, they should have damn bleep my damn face out. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, um, I've been knowing Chris now probably for about, uh, I'm going to say probably about five years, yeah? About five years now I've been knowing you, and uh, um, you are a police officer. Uh, you weren't a police officer the whole time I knew you. But um, <clears throat> before we go in, I, I just want to do something that I don't see a lot of black people doing to our officers, bro, which is uh, giving y'all y'all flowers. Yeah. You know, we got this whole stigma about... Fuck the police. Uh, I don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with all this other shit you mm-hmm. hear, rap music and shit like that. But what you do is, uh, it's a it's an honorable thing. Yeah. You know, you noble. made a noble thing. You made this vow to protect and serve people when you don't have to. You know, I know you um, probably more personally than the average person do do so. I've seen situations where you've uh, had to deal with difficult people. You know, disrespecting you and challenging your manhood strictly because you're an officer. And I just want to give you your flowers right now and say I'm proud of you, man. Let's give him a hand clap, bro. Yeah. Real talk. I want to give you that. I want to give you that. Appreciate I know it, you thought I was going to attack you, bro. <laughs> nah. I feel it's coming, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got Demo in the back, too. I forgot to mention Demo. Come on in here, Demo. What it do? What it do? I was going to say the caveat. You know how you always set somebody up. You give them the good first, and you be like, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, with all that being said, the smooth voices of Demo. We got to go and get it out there. Get them in here. But, man, I want to jump straight into it, man. Why a police officer? Why would you be a police officer? Come on, let me hear it. Well, why I became a police officer yeah. is because of the Ferguson situation. I seen that, you know, that pretty much was a landmark case for uh, a lot of black minorities. And I wanted to be a part of the change. You know, I kind of wanted to get my uh, get my hand in there to be a part of something, change, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So from the sound of that, it sounded like you wanted them that's like, um, in order to change the system, we have to become, like, be a part of it. Right, right, yeah. Okay, okay. What you think about this, Cole? I, th- I think that's awesome. You know, like I said earlier, it's, it's very noble. I'm going to be real with you. I got a whole criminal ju- criminal justice uh, degree. And 
I, I changed my mind about it because <laughs> I, I just it wasn't something that I think I could handle. Right. Emotionally, right. you know what I'm saying. So that's why I big you up about it, man. It, hey, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it can be tough at times, but I mean, real, the real thing you got to look at is, you know, we're people behind the uniform and the badge. Mm-hmm. The people we deal with are people. So you just got to humanize it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know something that I uh, really thought about or something that really um, I, I mentioned last episode, actually, and one of my – I got a – you may not know Lala. He a uh, Sigma, but he's also a police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I made a comment on the last podcast about the brainwashing thing, like the aspect of like brainwashing, being brainwashed and everything like that when it comes to police officers. And uh, Because I had a situation with a black female officer that pulled me over, and essentially, I mean, she harassed me. You know, that's that's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't the thing you see where somebody was uh, not trying, not complying and all of that. You know me. I'm a military guy, so I'm going to comply. I understand what it means to comply. I I'm not, you know, talking back and all that. She essentially was harassing me and told me I look suspicious with the climate that's going on today. And I mentioned it at the end of one of our podcasts, and Lala, he um, – he took offense to it. He was like, I guess he took offense to it. I don't know. He was texting me, but he was like, I wouldn't have done that. Everybody is not like that. And my thing that I told him is, I said, you're right. Everybody's not like that, just like all black people don't like chicken. Right, right. All police officers aren't the same, but in that specific situation, that's what happened um, to me, you know, that I felt where I was in a position where I was being, you know, uh, I guess harassed or just uh, mistreated. And it would have been a different way if that was the case. Let me ask you this. Was it a traffic stop or you was just walking and she just came up to you? Uh, it was a traffic stop. And I will say this. I want to say this, too, because I was that thing I was talking about, the brainwashing thing, I want to get to that, or what I meant, the top, like what I was trying to say. But it was a traffic stop, and um, I think that she was training, actually. She okay. was training, but it was a traffic stop. So, like, what put into your mind that it was harassment? Because a traffic stop, all, you, all we have to have is reason for, reasonable suspicion. So uh, you don't have to really commit a crime. You can just, you know what I'm saying, be driving extremely slow down the neighborhood at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know. Well, um, her thing was that my tags was out, right? Were your tags out? Uh, I mean, not my tags, my light, my uh, tail lights was out. Okay. No, they were not. Okay. They were not. Uh, but the, where the harassment part came in, not the fact that she stopped me, because I understand, and it was a training exercise. Uh, I'm a 13 Fox. I train closer with MPs anyway. But uh, it wasn't the fact that she stopped me. That wasn't the problem. It was the, the things that occurred after the stop. You clearly, I've explained to you what I do. I'm what they call an uh, independent contractor. I go around uh, picking up specimen samples out of lockboxes at clinics. And I was explaining that that's why I'm here. That's why I have Hardeman County tags, but I'm in Tullahoma. That's where the place was. <clears throat> Explain all of that to her, even showed her the specimen samples and everything like that. And ran my ID. Everything was everything. And she came back to the car. She said, I'm not going to lie. You look suspicious. And that's where the the the... Harassment the harassment again. started, mm-hmm. and it just went from there because, of course, if you tell me I look suspicious, I know what other reason could I look suspicious. I mean, I guess I kind of do look suspicious, well, huh? No, I mean, uh, like. Is it the smile? No, I understand <laughs> where she's getting it. It's probably, you know, how she said it. Like I, like you said, she was in training. She's probably still trying to, you know, get that wording down. You know, I wouldn't say that you look suspicious. I would just say, hey, man, this, you know, clinic is closed. You pulled up. Right here, so I'm just checking out on you. You know what I mean? Right. That's different than saying, "Hey, 
man, you look suspicious. Let me get your ID. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I get it. And uh, the thing, the where, where my um, where uh, my gripes came in at is when it started to become a situation where uh, it was just continuous. Hey, well, can you get out of the car? Well, I, all right, okay. This why why are you here again? Well, I'm here because I'm X, Y, and Z. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, you look suspicious. I thought this was about a tail light. That's what it started. It's just about a tail. Line. Hold on, were you in a parking lot? No, I was on the road. She just pulled okay, me. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I was about to say, if you was in a parking lot, tail light doesn't even matter. But yeah, <laughs> but that story has nothing to do yeah, with you, yeah. right? Let's not get too far in this story. The thing I'm trying to talk about is the brainwashing aspect of it. I talked about brainwashing, and Lala took offense to that. I'm guessing probably because his people been harassing. <laughs> like it's probably been a lot of black people. You know how we be. Yeah. Oh, you police ass nigga when mm-hmm. somebody pull you over and all yeah, that. Yeah, he probably been getting a lot of that, and he was feeling away or whatever. And I'm I expect him to feel away. But the thing where um, I talked about the brainwashing with her is. I never said that she was being brainwashed, but I get it. I can understand the brainwashing aspect of it because I've experienced that myself in the military. Right. And what I mean is, you y'all been to basic, you and Demo both. Yeah. You go in there and they'll trick you into thinking like, I'm ready to die for my country. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Am I right or am I wrong? No, nah, that's true. That's true. They'll they want you to be gung ho. <laughs> like you, they'll trick you like, oh, I'm ready to die today for my country. <laughs> you know, even my twenty thousand. Listen, and and um, that's what I was meant. That's what I meant when I said that. Like, and I guess the same thing applies because she was new, she was in training, she fresh off her training and everything. She hadn't really adapted or acclimated back to the real world just yet. And you know, the brainwashing thing was still there. Of course, they don't mean that, but they gotta boost morale. They gotta give you that when you in the training, you in that to give that to you. Like, hey, you here to protect and serve, or in a military case, you gotta die for your country. That's what you're here for. I get why they placed that on you in the beginning. Like, I completely understand that, but she had to get the fuck over that. It's it's done now. I That's mean, my, that was my thing. In the police academy, we don't really. It's not. I wouldn't say same. so. Brainwashing, like basic training, is more so of okay. I'm in a new career. You know, everybody, you know, is looking at me, expecting me to be out there and be that strong and, you know, will mind and be able to protect others and stuff. So you got to live up to that demeanor. I'm not saying what she did was right, but what I'm saying is, like, at the academy, it's not like a brainwashed thing, uh, theory like the military. Like, Mm. you know, it's more so of, like, you got to find your own self within the career. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I will say this, though. Um, I never took, like, offense to her. It wasn't like I was, like, you know. Well, I, I need a little time to think about it, you know, first. Right, we'll and, get and, back to And way out of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a little time to think about it. And, and thinking about it, it was like, you know, it was what it was. It's just another situation. Um, it, well, it, it made me no mind anyway. When I think about this situation, I just, I wonder what would happen if you would act out of fear like most people do. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If I wasn't as composed, if right. I and that's the thing that I want to get to you too, brother. Like, like I get it. It was a training thing and all that, and that's where the disconnect comes in at right there. Because I think that sometimes that she or even in her situation, she should have understood. What if I wasn't this military person who was used to that and who had you know X, Y, and Z, and I had have acted out of emotion or fear, and I had you know been fidgety and. And all of this, and, and wasn't as calm as, and composed as I was. That's when you have those incidents, like you know the uh, Ferguson. I think you said earlier, and all of that. That's where you have those types of incidents. 
at like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying it's to a like tough job, bro. Yeah, it is. I'm not trying to go, you know, back and forth as far as like trying to rebut everything you're saying. But I mean, it's a rough job. It's a tough job, but. A lot of people don't even understand, like, okay, if you feel like that you've been treated wrong, then there's a there's a um, a complaint system yeah. built in, into place. A lot of um, a lot of citizens don't even know about that. Like, you mm-hmm. feel like you was done wrong. I'm pretty sure in this day and age, there's some type of recording being done, a video. Mm-hmm. You know, you go and write a formal complaint, and then they review the footage. And they'll tell you, hey. You know, hey, this is what we did to correct that. Sometimes it includes that officer being, you know, suspended or some extra training or, you know, stuff like that. Real quick, Chris, without giving too much away, like without any personal information or anything like that, can you give an example, like a practical example for Because I feel like, in situations like that, the first thing I think of is, okay, you can complain, complain. Like in school, for example, you can complain, complain to the teacher. But if they're, if they're like when I was a substitute teacher, full disclosure, they used to tell us it has to reach a certain level of offense before we can send them to the office, before we can suspend them. So is, and I feel like when it comes to policing, it's the same thing. It's like you can complain, 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 but when does it get to a level where there is that suspension? There is that true discipline. So there's that transparency to where the people can be like, okay, if I complain, my complaint is actually going to go further. Can you give an example, like without giving too much information away of when that's actually happened so the people can understand that when you complain, it does actually go forward? Yeah, Okay, so for my department, I'm not going to say where I work at, but basically for my department, the process is you come in, you talk to a supervisor, then you pretty much fill out the formal complaint uh, paperwork, which then gets sent to the uh, commander of the patrol division. They look at it. They pull, you know, footage, um, in-car footage, body cam footage, and all that. And then they look at it, okay, well, what's the perception of the citizen? You know, they'll take a step back from law enforcement. And a specific example was, you know, when I first got on the road myself, I ended up pulling over, you know, a classmate. And, I mean, I ultimately let her go, gave her a warning, and I got a complaint filed against me. Well, although I knew that the complaint, was not, you know, in excess as it perceived to be. But my commander was like, hey, you know, you have to take a step back and just look at it from, you know, what the public might look at it as. So that's how I got days off. It's pretty much, it just didn't look right for the public. You know what I mean? So the complaints, they do. A lot of people think, okay, I'm just writing it down and give it to that person. They're just going to, you know. Throw it in the trash. But it is taken into consideration. It is definitely taken into consideration. I started to do that, but I don't. I didn't. You know. I didn't yeah, know. I mean, she's she training. She's training. Know what I mean? Don't mess it up, man. You know what I mean? Exactly. I knew. <laughs> but that I already. mean, hey, I'm not gonna make no excuse if you know you felt like you was treated wrong. Then you know, yeah, it's just like you go to Walmart. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Complain thing. to the manager. 
whatever. You know? But I, I'm just speaking from the perspective of me as a military man. I, I knew she was in training. And right, I know right. what that looks like, and I know what that mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, something that I want to talk about that I was always curious about with with uh, Phoenix High School, because um, we black, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> black as hell. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> something I want to ask is, because I know you, by us being black, it's a good chance we got some criminals that we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. How do you feel? Like, did you start getting treated different? I know Demo probably treated you differently for sure. But <laughs> did you start getting treated? Let's tell the whole truth and nothing but the whole truth before he finished this question. <laughs> did you start getting treated differently by friends? I've seen it because I'm going to give you a little quick one real quick. It's a guy, Roscoe, no, right? That became a police officer. Where are we from? His stepson, his whole, like, what was it, stepson or mentor, mentee or something like that? Oh. Uh. Out, his, his stepson, I think it was a mentee, he told him just essentially like, I don't want to deal with you no more. Like, fuck you. Damn. After that, you know. Yeah. Like, after he became yeah, a police yeah, officer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, ha- did you run into any of that? Man, I would say, not to toot my own horn, but when I was in high school, you know, I was a very popular guy, you okay. know. Okay. Went to college. <laughs> I mean, DeMarco was, too. We was kind of the guy that it, everybody looked up to. I like how you threw me in there. I appreciate that. Humble brag. But anyways, we was very, very, very popular guys in high school. All right, so when I became a police officer, I started to see I did have friends that kind of distanced themselves away from me. But, you know, I look at it now like, well, then they're not really my friends because, you know, no matter what job I choose or whatever, right. you know, if you're right. friends, you're going to, you know, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, my circle definitely got smaller, um, which, I mean, hey, fuck it. And it mess with you mentally? That's though? what I was going to say. Was it really fuck it or did you feel like, damn, you know? Because I would have felt the way. I'm a, I feel a way about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because if you put your time in with people, you truly, genuinely love a person, and then just for them to say, like, forget, like, fuck you, essentially. Nah, I didn't I didn't think too much of it. Gotcha. Like, some hell, fuck it. Like, right on. yeah. Right. I, I mean, you. I had my circle, you know what I'm saying? DeMarco, Eric, and a couple others, like, you know, that was it. We just rocked it. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time trying to worry about why such and such don't fuck with me anymore, you know what I'm saying? Why I don't want to come over, come around. They ain't gonna put no money in your pocket. Exactly. Yeah. I'm out here doing what I do. Yeah. Nah, I get it though. I just want, always wanted that because that situation. I mean, he essentially it was his little mentee or whatever you want to call it, stepson, whatever it was. He just said, you know, like you're a police officer now. You know, pretty much it's like fuck you. Man, I had a my uncle. He was a, a big drug dealer in uh, Texas. Okay. He did some time uh, in federal prison. Man, when I told him that I wanted to be a police officer. At first, he was like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, he seen how, you know what I'm saying, serious I was about it. And then, I mean, he was like, man, look, I understand this is something that you want to do. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? Just go out there and do something to make the family name proud. You feel me? So. I wanted to ask you, um, is the stress worth worth the reward? Sometimes. I'm gonna tell you, listen, oh. and I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I should be saying this, and if I'm not, I can edit it out. But I seen some stuff one time with you that was shown to me where it was like it was a situation where I was like, yeah, he lucky that was Chris and it wasn't me. 
You remember Demo? Yeah, I think he talking about the dude that was like you the sent. He sent the, yeah, the white dude was like you must you got sure? bullied in you oh, must got bullied in high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have beat him the fuck up. I'm gonna be honest. I would have hit him with the little taser. Yeah. I would have handcuffed him, <laughs> you know, in the back seat. One Man. of them. You know? I'm gonna be honest. I'm not taking that shit. And you mean, did well though. You was hey, listen. We need more like you. Hey, that hey, that was rough, man. That was rough. Mm-hmm. I was actually fresh out the academy mm-hmm. when that happened. So training, yeah. So, so I, I mean, should have went in on her ass. That's why I should have. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get out that story. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get out that. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? It, it was. It goes back to the training. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just telling you that it wasn't brainwashing. You know, because I could have. Took it, you know, further. A lot of my coworkers was like, look, man, you know, if it was me, I would have down there pulled them out the window. You know what I'm saying? But you got to realize every time you come in contact with somebody, you don't know what they're going through or, Mm -hmm. you know, how they was taught and stuff like this. You got to take that into consideration. 100%. Uh, I always refer back to this book that I I read, uh, Talking to Strangers by by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, and what it does is it's, it actually starts out with the um, the story of um, what's the one girl she uh, had she was SG Rose she ended up moving I'm sorry I can't remember her name for the life of me uh, um, she got pulled she ended up going to prison they said she committed I mean going to jail they said she got committed suicide oh. Sandra Bland Sandra Bland Sandra Bland so it was that's how the book started out and in the book what Malcolm Gladwell essentially he explains is that you have to look at things from every different side of the of the story. And that's why I'm able to keep my composure in these certain situations because the reality is with a white guy, right? If I see a white cop that pulled me over and he automatically with the shit because we got them. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. Yeah. He automatically with the shit. Like, I can... I don't get so upset with the, under, the knowledge that I got from that book and understanding that the reality is this man probably had been... had had seeds of racism planted in his mind since he was a child. That could be a reality for him. And then he get into the academy and get around, you know, black officers. And that's his first experience. He could have grew up in an all-white school. He could have – so many things, you're right, that his only perception of black people could have been through the media. Or could have been getting bullied, or bullied by, by black by people. Black, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, it right. could have been so many things or whatever. So if you could just take – like you just said this, you hit the nail on the head with this. I mean, if, if you just take the time out to understand that maybe this motherfucker just had a bad day or maybe something went wrong or maybe – he just, you know, had a high stress life. I don't know. Whatever, if you take the take that into consideration, a lot of the times it could, you know, it, it would de-escalate a lot of situations. Right. I had a, a roommate at the academy. He was from East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I guess he never seen a black person or whatever. Yeah. And so after the shower one day, you know, I'm in the room uh, changing shirts. And um, he was like, he seen my tattoo. He was like, man, I thought black people got white tattoos so it, you can see it better. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. And my, my awesome. white co-worker was also was my uh, roommate. Yeah. He was like, are you serious? Yeah. And yeah. I just walked out of the room because I was like, what the fuck? But then I realized that, I mean, where he's from, I mean, he don't see you know, black people, yeah. especially with their shirt off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I had to explain to him, like, no, man, like, no, I just get black tech, black ink just like you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a, it was a dude. Oh, he would have had me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, it was a dude from Colorado that uh, I went to uh, basic AIT with. He had never been, I'm going to tell you, y'all, y'all going to understand what I'm saying when I'm saying this. He had never been 
around black people because he was from some part of Colorado where no black people was at. And um, his ass came, went from, from that environment straight to Fort, uh, was it, Fort Benning, Benning Georgia. Mm. You know it ain't number niggas out there. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, man, I had black people working in the kitchen. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> like, he just had never seen black people. And that was like, so I, I, I always thought that was funny. Like, he went, it's like a white person coming from the suburbs, never been around white people or anything to go straight to, like, the hood or something, to, like, the inner city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was like a slap in the face for him. I just thought of that when you said that about dude. But, yeah, fuck him, though. He know we don't <laughs> I mean, no shout out to Ranger <laughs> Dan. That's his name, Ranger no, Dan. Fuck you, Ranger Dan. <laughs> he know we don't get no fucking white men. Come on, bro. White you, tattoo. We got the internet now. He's bro. trying to get a little jokey joke. Yeah, he was trying to get a joke. I thought you, listen, I thought you was about to make a dick joke because they love they that love shit. They love that uh, shit. Oh, my God. They love that shit. <laughs> no, we <laughs> talked about that shit on one of the first podcasts. where Chris, you been, we done been in the units, you know, being yes, in Camp bro. Shelby. Uh, being at Camp Shelby or wherever, and you walk in the shower, motherfuckers joking like, "Don't hit me over the head with that hammer and shit." Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, come on, Boy, brother. <laughs> no homo though. No homo. <laughs> Listen, <Pause. man>. Listen, <laughs> I done got plenty of them from the ass. Like, come on, just chill the fuck out. Right. You're making me mad, uncomfortable right now, bro. I will say that uh, the police officers here in Rutherford County that I work alongside, like, I really haven't experienced or seen anyone. Just get out of the pocket, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially, mainly, you know, I see a lot of white officers that are more nicer mm-hmm. to black people than black officers. And that's because they're scared of getting labeled as a racist, racist police like officer. Yeah. So, Here's the thing about that, and that segues into one of my questions. One of two of my questions, but you just gave me a thought, though. I think, and me and Tanisha talk about this all the time. And it's that fear. And we talk about you, me, UT, and uh, Roscoe, we talk about that all the time, a lot of things being fear-based. Mm-hmm. But if your actions as a police officer, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm just speaking in general, are strictly out of fear, and I get that we've had this conversation over and over again, Chris, so I don't mean to beat a dead horse. But if your actions are strictly fear-based, not I need to get home every night, but I'm scared, and I'm speaking to white people right now. If your actions are... I'm, I will act nice to a white person or a black person because I don't want to be labeled a racist. Is that genuine? To quote Roscoe, like, is that even genuine? Mm. Well, in this day and, t- day and time, I will say, um, yes, that's a big thing. Like, yeah. they don't want to be, because yeah. the media was, you know, pretty much just hang them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But just don't be racist then. Just be a good person, right? No, be a no, good person. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Go the ahead. media, they always paint the picture whenever there's a white police officer and a black citizen, then all the stories is going around like the white police officer is doing something wrong, doing something out of the mm. scope of their job because they're dealing with, you know, Stuff a certain way. It's not about fear, but like the conversations we had in uh, previous times was, you know, you can't. His fear might be different than my fear, but right. you know what I'm saying. But when it comes to the media, I mean, look at the Nashville shooting that just happened a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That guy, that police officer, he did a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have done. Like, he was being super nice. And I don't know if it's because they got the community oversight board or they they have the new uh, body cams mm-hmm. and, you know, people are looking at them, you know, to do wrong. So, yeah, he was extremely nice. I would have, you know what I'm saying, 
Ben had to be a little bit more stern. You feel me? Yeah. With me, I really don't um, give a damn about like what they got going on outside of their job. They, they could be racist. I don't yeah. give a damn. Just give me my respect when you pull me yeah, over, yeah. and I'm giving you your respect. You know what I'm saying? Right, so we both right. can go home at the end of the day. But I will say, man, it is some people out there that, you know what I'm saying, they see a police officer, then they automatically, you know what I'm saying, they Irrational. don't. Yeah, yeah, they don't give us the respect. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's kind of, you know, two-way street. Yeah, you want true. respect. You got to give that's respect. True. You know what I'm that's saying? True. I've never seen, you know, officers just go right into it. You know what I'm saying? Being right. disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? If they do, then, like I said earlier, you go back into that uh, formal complaint process and do it that way. You know what I'm saying? But I've never just seen that just out the blue. You know what I mean? I can't wait to go back to uh, Rutherford County. I never had like a bad experience. Yeah, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> they, they they always fuck with me in Rutherford County too. All right, but Rutherford County, I will say, Rutherford County do not play. You know, keep out police too. It's nah, I ain't gonna say. Nah, we don't over police. No, nah, I'm saying that, that you are over police. Like it's a oh, lot of police yeah, officers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what I mean. Like, my only thing is, like, look at Davidson County, for instance. They have a lot of stuff in place. I mean, it could be a good thing for uh, criminal justice reform, such as the pretrial release program that they got. But in Rutherford County, like, you know what I'm saying, we don't have pretrial release like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's because if you do that, like, let's say in Nashville, if you go out and, I don't know, shoot somebody, you know what I mean? You might be eligible for pre-trial release, which basically means, okay, they bring you down to booking, take your photo, fingerprints, and they just let you go without a bun, without anything. They just give you a court date and tell you to come back. Well, some of those same criminals will come to Rutherford County not knowing that we don't have that same process Mm -hmm. in Rutherford County. Throw your ass ass under the jail. You know what I'm saying? So keep all the bullshit in Davidson County. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know that. Here's the second part of my question. Um, and it, it had to do with something you said a while back, like um, not on the podcast, but just when you first became a police officer is basically, you know, you wanted to make a difference. Obviously I feel like you've done that over the past three, four years. Um, but it was about community because um, obviously where we come from, we're not from the hood or anything like that, but our neighborhood and where we grew up gets a bad rap about being the hood, obviously from white people, people that are not black, but, you know, being the hood, being a bad area. So obviously you went into law enforcement because you wanted to change perceptions of not only where you come from, but also who you are, who you hang around at. Hey, I'm wearing this uniform. That's not me. What I wanted to ask you, though, is that since you don't work in that neighborhood or that community, Smyrna is, Rutherford County is like majority white, which most places are majority white, but you don't work in the same neighborhoods or you don't work in the same community that you grew up in. So are you accomplishing the goals that you set out? Well, I would say Smyrna is not majority white, but uh, we do have a large uh, population of minority, which is, you know, Hispanics, blacks, Asians, Laotians, different, you know, different people. I like the diversive, uh, diversity uh, communities that we have. But um, to answer your question, I mean, the only thing that I can do and the reason why I got into this is to bridge the gap. You know what I'm saying? Bridge the gap between the relationship of police officers and the community. 
whether, you know, I I grew up in Antioch, you know what I'm saying, whether it's in Antioch, Smyrna, Murfreesboro, anywhere, you know, people have started taking note of, okay, because you come through Smyrna, I mean, most of the time it would be people from Nashville, um, Williamson County, Wilson County, they coming through Smyrna, you know what I'm saying, they see a police officer, which could have been me, you know what I'm saying, they see me doing going a step, you know, beyond trying to build uh bridge that gap, then you you feel me it they like, okay, cool, cool. So I mean I still feel like I'm being uh I'm still accomplishing my goal, even though I'm not in Antioch anymore. You know, I stay in Rutherford County now, but you know what I'm saying, even though I try to do stuff in Davidson County, which is, you know, community service stuff, uh I try to help out some of my counterparts from Metro P D or stuff like that just to get out there. It don't matter, you know, where you work at, but as long as you, you know, trying to change that image, you know? Yeah, I mean, as a black man, it don't matter where you work at. Right. But the one thing that me and Demo talk about a lot is uh, just we wish that some of these officers that police these areas, a lot of these acts that, of violence that happen with us could be like, it could be lowered if, you know, we were in a situation where somebody that grew up with us or knew us could, or was a part of that community could uh, communicate because we all know that's what it is a lot of the time it's just a disconnect with communication that's you see these videos and that's all it is just if communication had been different things would have ended completely different nobody would have lost their lives none of that you know what i mean so right right you I, I get what you you were correct in saying what you said you know but it's i just wish that a lot of these people were you know in our own communities. It's different when you get pulled over by a black officer, too. Like, even if the black officer been an asshole. It's, it's a like, sigh of relief. It's a relief. Like, yeah. I'm not scared. Like, he going to shoot me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or anything like that. I'm not. Like, because this first thing happens. <laughs> when I get pulled over by a white cop, my hands start sweating. My heartbeat go up. Like, like I'm really scared. You yeah. know? And we've been conditioned by the videos and stuff to think that way, too. But when a black officer pulled me over, I'd be relaxed. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not scared at all. Well, that's the thing, man. You gotta you gotta look beyond the uniform. Whether it's a white guy, Hispanic, Asian, black person, just look at look at them as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, when I get pulled over now, I still get nervous. Everybody gets right, nervous, right. you know, when they see the blue lights behind them. But I mean, a lot of people don't understand like the perception what the police officer has to you know go through. You know, traffic stops and domestics are one of the most dangerous things that a police officer can uh, yeah. get into. Yeah. So they're walking up to a car vulnerable because, you know what I'm saying, you, you're you able to look at them. They can't see you, you know, right. when they're walking up, you know what I'm saying. And then, you know, people reach reaching them. They don't yeah. know what you got, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying. So you yeah. got under, to understand that yeah. concept, you know what I'm saying. If I tell you to get your hands out your pocket, then you need to get your hands out your, you right, know, right. out your pockets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people don't think outside of the box. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, just any police officer, man. I try to tell everybody all the time to any police officer, hey, just relax, stay calm. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be smooth. You know, they might have an attitude, and that's why you go back to the, you know, formal complaint process if right. you feel like right. you know they was. Extremely mean or something. Do me a favor. That that mic is bumping up against the wall. You might have to pull the couch out a little bit. What you What you think we need to do, T? Because oh. it's like bumping. 
What is it? And you can hear it in the. You can okay, hear yeah, no, nah, that's yeah. good the way Chris got it. Okay, up. cool. Yeah. All right, y'all good. So if you if there was something that you could do to like change it, like or just like what I, I get you saying you you know you got into it. Like, what is the end goal? Is it you trying to get a higher position to where you can change things? You want to be in office politically or what? What, what is? Man, it don't it don't matter what position you in within the department. You know what I'm saying? You, I can be chief. I can be a detective. I can be an assistant chief. You know, it's the uniform. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what people see. They don't really care about the ranks that you have on. Right. But I will say, I mean, for me, I kind of want to just just continue to bridge that gap and try to get people to see. I encourage a lot of people to come in and do, you know, ride-alongs to see, you know, what we see, you know, and maybe they'll understand why we do the things that we do. You know, Murfreesboro PD, they got a a unique training um, simulator where they can put you on the simulator, like on a traffic stop, and they can set it up to where, um, okay, this driver – is not being compliant or the driver jumps out of the car and then, you know, they're shooting at you, like stuff like that. Mm. They can create any scenario mm. to try to get you to see the different perspective of a police officer. So that's why I just tell people, hey, man, it don't cost anything. You know what I'm saying? Just go to the poli- your local police department and just say, hey, I want to do a ride-along. You don't have to, you know, do it because you're thinking about being a police officer. Just do it just to... No, just to get your understanding, be able to see outside of the box or on the other side of, you know, the road. So is it a lot, like, more, is it a lot tenser now with all the, the, the climate, you know? I mean, just you as an officer, not necessarily how y'all deal with the com- community, but is it a lot, when you walk in and these situations don't happen, is it, do you feel like, a, like is it tense? Is the attitude different? How do you feel? Uh, for example, um, if a black person gets shot or something like that and you go into you know, going to work that morning, is it different? Is it feeling different or? Um, no, it's not really different. I mean, that's a, that's a part of the job, right. you know, but I mean, we, we take every, well, most officers take every, um, shooting as a, uh, as a learning lesson. So right. they'll go and say, okay, well, you know, I can, I would say, uh, critique, but it's not really critiquing, but you kind of see, okay, what could this officer have yeah, done differently? differently yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's not really one of those things that, okay. Well, we do notice, though, um, when a person gets shot or a black person gets shot mm-hmm. or whoever. And, you know, we go in, go in to work and do our job, you know. You pull over a black person or you encounter a black person, same race or whatever, as the person that just got shot. You know what I'm saying? You'll see them, like, be more tense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They'll be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you yeah. pull them over, then they already got their hands up. Annoying. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is definitely annoying. Because, extra. <laughs> yeah, that just let, lets me know that, you know what I'm saying, you're just trying to, you know, be an asshole. You don't really see, you know what I'm saying? You Maybe don't they're see really me. scared, though. Maybe I mean, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Like you come to the car, it's like, oh, oh, I'm not doing anything. Don't shoot me. I see people do shit like that, but maybe they genuinely scared though. I mean, if, I can see from the officer perspective yeah. how I could be like, man, look at this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, but maybe they really scared though. You know, they could, they could be scared. They could be scared, but you know, 
Man, just don't do that. Just you feel me? Yeah. Just don't do that, you know? Because this is just letting me know that you're going to be an ass. Yeah. And then now I got to, you know, because you already got that preconceived uh, notion of me as if I'm going to shoot you. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. You know, just relax. Relax. You know what I think? Um, and I don't know how they would feel about stuff like this. If I was in the position of power, whoever makes the decisions, I would encourage like a lot of officers to get uh, involved with the community. You said something earlier about they can go on like ride-alongs and things like that, but I would encourage the officers as well to go out and just come to some of these gyms with these young black kids playing ball, develop those relationships and stuff like that with them. Start little AAU basketball teams and stuff like that or football teams or just go into the schools and have a talk with them. I don't see – I don't know how it is now because I'm not – clearly I'm not in, you know, grade school or anything anymore, but – I, I do know that when we were younger, it was the D.A.R.E. program. You would give, be able to play, mm-hmm. well, not play with the dog, but they would let you get on helicopters and stuff like that and show yeah, you some yeah. of the, the cool police stuff. No lie, before I had had, had it put in my head, like, no, nah, don't deal with the police officers, I was I thought, like, damn, that's cool. Like, I might want to be a police officer one day. You know, that's the first time I done told anybody that. Too. <laughs> I ain't never heard that. Hey. I was young, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, we always hire me. <laughs> hey, listen, brother, y'all don't want me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. Oh, y'all don't man. want me, though. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, just give it a shot. But, uh, I would say a lot of people now, there's some officers, a lot of officers actually out there but they're not you know promoting that they're right. police, police officers officer, gotcha. because the day and time that we live in yeah. but i will say governor lee um has included that all officers in the state of tennessee must do x amount of hours of community service gotcha. as an in service so i mean tennessee is moving in the right direction to you know include the community you know for us to give back, but a lot of people, a lot of sports teams I know, AU teams that you told me, mm. um, some of those coaches are, are police officers. officers mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go somewhere and just say, not a cop. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, then they going to, whenever, you know what I'm saying, people see you vulnerable, then they're going to do whatever it takes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So. I think y'all should take some of the same tactics as the military, though. You know, we're, be proud of that and wear that because if you can see, like, oh, no, he's just a human. It's my coach. This coach X, Y, and Z who came, coached me. He took care of me. He gave me a ride home. He bought us pizza. He, you know, he's not this person that rap songs say he is or mm-hmm. my uncle who went to prison for X amount of years say he is. He just, this is my partner right here. I'm so glad I got my own. Still should advertise is there is there something against the reason why y'all not able to do that well it's not that we're not able to it's just when we do that it puts a target on gotcha. us because of the security because of yeah because of the time that we live in a lot of people just do not like, the police, like the police you know what i'm saying white and black yeah, well, yeah. I'll just right, say right. White and so black. nobody I mean, like the police it's just yeah. like when i'm off i'm not gonna wear a police shirt you know what i mean yeah just because i don't want people to know that i'm a police officer outside of work yeah, I got a tough job, bro. Yeah. That's what. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that's going to go back to the question I asked earlier. Like, is the stress worth the reward? Sometimes. Sometimes. But, I mean, a lot of stress that most police officers deal with is some of the calls that we respond to. Like, you might, this call might be a dead person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you'll go to, uh, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll yeah. go to, you know, somebody that, 
lost their dog or something, but you got to still uh, keep that level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, I've gone to several deaths, and the same day I've gone to calls like a, a wreck, or I've gone to, you know, lost dogs, somebody yeah. stole my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still got to be the same officer mentally. You know what I'm saying? Then a lot of people, that's why I said a lot of people don't think that we're humans behind the, you know, the uniform. We got to keep that. We got to keep right. that up until we go home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then we got to try not to let that emotion spew over onto our family. You know what I mean? What you do to keep that stress level down? Because, you know, I work in the mental health field and, like, you know, the suicide rate of, co- or the suicide rate of cops and stuff is high. Yeah. Right, so right. What do, you, what do you do to keep that stress level down? What I do is, like, when I first became a police officer, I always just kept in my mind, hey, once I get home and take the uniform off, then I'm good. I'm good. I, like, I only think Put about work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is some people, some officers relate to uh, drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, some, I mean, people do it, you know, a lot of different stuff. But in um, policing, a lot of officers are, um, it's a high rate of divorce. Yeah, yeah um, sure. Like you said, suicide because yeah. of the stress of the job, you know. So, I mean, we're humans outside of the uniform, but while we're at work, we still got to take care of your problems and maintain our problems at home that you don't even know about. Right, right. Let them in. I ain't going to tell your business for you, but I mean, shit, it. you know. <laughs> I ain't quite like T when it comes to that. <laughs> no, nah, um, just talk talk a little bit about, you know, your, your own personal battles about some of the shit that you've gone through, you know, mentally, physically, you know, because you know work. It has this, to be tough. Yeah, because you, you work the second shift, so, you know, Eating yeah. late, different things like that. Talk about some of your battles and shit when you get home from the job. Yeah, so, okay, I work second shift, uh, 2 10, which, I mean, it's an odd time. But, you know, I'm away from, you know, my family, friends and stuff because when I get off, they're pretty much getting ready to go to bed or whatever. Um, I have suffered from, like, you know, a little bit of depression. Yeah. And uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. but you know, also like you, t- we talked about earlier about you know my friend group, you know, getting smaller. You know what I'm saying? I felt like you know I was being isolated because you know I wasn't a you know I'm a police officer, so I, you know people don't want to deal with the police officer or whatever. So I mean, it is stressful. Like uh, the coronavirus right now, I lost my aunt. Yeah. And my granny within mm. a couple of months of each other, but I still had to go to work with that on my mind, mm. and then keep a smile on my face and be able to take care of the citizens' uh, you know issues. You know that was rough, but you know you, you got to do it and get through it. You know, yeah. it's not an easy job, man. I don't envy you. I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't. It's not an easy job. I completely understand that. That's why I said this won't be a bashing thing because I really want to step into the mind of an officer, but more specifically a black officer. Because, right. listen, this is the thing. And I know you, I, I see you right now. You keeping this, like, neutral thing. You all, that's a part, you all, you want to be neutral. You want to be, <laughs> no, brother, you're black. And you're a black officer. Right, right. And not only are you dealing with all the BS that comes with being an officer, you're dealing with the BS that comes with being black as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Regardless, and that's why I wanted you here specifically black officers, because we could have got white ones. But I want black officers here because I'm like, I, like I said, I don't envy them. It's it's tough. 
you dealing with all the stuff that we have to deal with, but you also dealing with being a police officer at the same time. Right, but I also, on contrary, I kind of want people to, I mean, police officer, police officer. Don't see right. it as a black police officer, a white or Hispanic police right. officer. You know, we're all doing a job, which is to keep you, us, and the community safe. So, I mean... Yeah, I'm a black police officer, but I do have some, you know, white coworkers who, you know what I'm saying, they're just as good, just as, sure, you know, friendly sure. as me. I'm not you saying, know what saying? Yeah, For yeah, sure, yeah, for yeah. sure. One hundred percent. Right. 100%. I get it. I get it. We're not attacking the white officers. Listen, I can give, <laughs> I mean, I can you give know, a damn about the white officers. I'm hey, be with you. Listen, I'm all right, I put it, I'm sorry. I put it like this. You are an officer, but you're also a black man. Right, 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 right. All right, and because you're a black man, you have to deal with the stuff that goes on with a black man. And outside of the badge, outside of the uniform, all that, you have to deal with the BS that goes on as a black that comes mm-hmm. with us, the, the stress and all that, just from being a black man. Because we all know stress from being a black man, sometimes it don't even tie into stuff going on with police officers. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's just the battles, of, you know, of being a black man. So you have to deal with that, but then you have to go and be an officer as well. Right, right. And not to say that the white man that's uh Going home doesn't have to deal with stress as well, but I'm saying, like, brother, <laughs> like, slavery. Like, yeah. Listen, 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 understand what I'm saying when I say this. It wasn't that long ago. It's like three grandmas ago. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's like four grandmas ago. That, that it was Like, you having to deal with that on your mind, the fact mm. that it's, 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 it's hard for us as a people to not know our lineage and things like that. You have to deal with, in a lot of cases with us, uh, black men not dealing with with their ki- with their kids, us not having fathers. It's probably out of us in here. Maybe two, one of us, at least two of us in here. Fifty percent of us had, didn't grow up with our father, right? So it's like you have to deal with all those stresses and everything in life already. And then being an officer, I sympathize with y'all, and I try to make sure that I tell people like Lala and all of them that hey, brother, like I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right, so right, I love you, and I want to say this too, Dima. I don't know if you tell this brother enough. He but be hating. Tell him he that be you hating. love him, bro. He you be need hating. To tell this man. That I you definitely. Know. I just told the man the other day I love him. We tell was on three way with another one of our homeboys. <laughs> I had to, you know, he he didn't want to say it, and it's yeah, cool, he you know. He was like, I, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta normalize that, bro. Oh but he said it, you know. Yeah, Actually, he when he called me by my grandmother yeah. on Tuesday, and I told him I loved him. He, you know, he, he said it barely, but he said it. He yeah. said it. <laughs> we gotta normalize hey, that, bro. <laughs> we gotta normalize that for real because the reality is, bro. Like, I get it, but it, no matter how we paint this shit, you as a black person, a black man who just so happens to be an officer as well, mm-hmm. your job is a lot harder than that white officer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say it. You don't have to. You don't we have know. to agree with me. I'm <laughs> going to say it. We know your uh-huh. job is a lot harder because it's harder being a black man. Anyway, but then also your officer as well, and that's why I wanted to start this off by giving you your flowers because you deserve it, bro. You deserve it because you ain't killed nobody yet. You ain't killed yourself. <laughs> you ain't said you yet. Ain't, like, <laughs> listen, brother, shade on slip. You never know. You never know. But you hadn't done anything out of the way, and I see these these videos of you being well composed, even with you coming fresh out of training. Granted, you already had prior military experience and everything as well, but I see you so poised. I see you just. Being, you know, cool. Level headed. The white man at that school. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. 
He was a white guy. Hey, listen, I would have fucked him up. He's lucky. That's why y'all don't want me. Not because I'm doing nothing illegal. I'm straight and narrow. If I'm a police, I'm fucking him up. I'm beating him. Be, that's why y'all don't want me. It'll be it'll be messed up out here. But that's why we got good brothers like you who get the badge and y'all decide to do great. And we can train young bucks like you. Listen, brother, there ain't no training on my earth that's going to make me not beat that man. If oh, you know. man. I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't no training on the earth. Like, not like that. <laughs> whooping ass. I'm whooping his ass. I'm tasing him. Uh, he might get a, a little leg warmer, a little leg shot. <laughs> I ain't joking. Shit. Your ass crazy. <laughs> I ain't joking. Crazy as hell. Listen, that's why y'all want me. I'm mentally unstable. Hey, hey. Yeah, stay with the uh, specimen deliveries. Yeah. And stuff. I ain't even in the military no more. So they can't get me either for saying that, what I just said. <laughs> Last thing I want to hit on, uh, Chris. Cause I know you got to get back to you, you and your lady got birthday plans mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. Birthday is, to her too. Is it, hey, happy birthday, Caitlin. Happy birthday. Um, is the discretion aspect of policing. And we talk about this too. It's just kind of like, you talked about it with the classmate. It's just kind of like, you have that discretion to be like, Hey, I'm going to give you warning based on the attitude that somebody gives you. They give you an attitude. You could, you know, very well take it to the, the umpteenth level if yeah. you wanted to. And hit they ass hard. I could think of an, uh, a Facebook video I was watching where a guy had his car parked in the middle of the street. Y'all might have seen this this Facebook video. It's a black guy. He had his car parked in the middle of the street. He said he was running in to get something. The officer came out. I'm not even sure what state it was. But um, he was like, hey, you can't park your car there. The guy gave him a little bit of attitude, you know, in the current, current climate we in. Um, the officer was like, oh, you giving me attitude? I bet. Well, uh uh, sudden, sudden cold this, say you can't do this. He was like, I'll be right back. And he gave him a ticket. He was like, I'm not taking that. He said, oh, you refusing the ticket? All right, bet. I'll be right back. He said, certain, sudden cold is this, this, and that. But the point I'm trying to get to is that it seems like there, in some cases that have benefited, I'm sure that have benefited all of us, but we probably was doing some shit we ain't had no business doing, and the officer recognized that, and he was like, get out of here. You know, don't do that shit. But there were also instances where, we didn't get the benefit of the doubt because we might have been having a bad day. So it the discretion aspect, in some ways, it bothers me because I'm like, it's almost like y'all have the power, the ultimate power at the end of the day. Um, I mean, yeah, we do have discretion. Um, it's really not an answer to that, you feel me? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it don't have to be, hey, you know, you've been an asshole to me, so let me retaliate and give you a ticket. But, I mean, there's some aspects of the job that we have discretion. There's some that don't. A lot of people think that we have discretion in a lot of different stuff, like everything, such as, like, domestics, uh, a pound of weed, you know what I'm saying? Gotta go to jail. You feel me? Like, <laughs> the law states, the law states. Unless you me. <laughs> then you might get off and I'm gonna take the weed. Oh man. The law yeah, hey man, don't even don't apply. Don't apply. The law states in a domestic that we shall make an arrest, you know, if we can determine a primary aggressor. Right. A lot of people be like, Man, you could just let me go. I ain't doing that but just push her or push him. You could let me go. You know what I mean? But that's a liability on me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because be a death that follows exa- up. After exactly. That. Yeah. That's yeah. why the law said, "Hey, you shall do X, Y, and Z." Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Some stuff we have a little, you know, wiggle room, such as you know, speeding, you know, running stop sign. But I mean, hey, 
there's a consequence for every action. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to just be, if you if you do something, just be ready to get that consequence, you know, but just also keep in your mind that, hey, he might let me go. He might, you know, cut, uh, cut me a break. You feel me? So. Listen, brother, man, we appreciate you for coming out, man. Hey man, I appreciate y'all. Ugh. I appreciate y'all for having me. It's an honor to come sit down with a few uh, different black people to look at, you know, my perspective in the community and being a police officer and being a black man. So thanks for having me. You know, I hope we can do this again. Sure, and we want some a white. Nah, we don't want a white cop to come. Oh, uh, hey, I got plenty. <laughs> I got plenty great white police officers to come and rock the show. <laughs> all right, listen, it's a date then. I tell you what, I want them to come on too because I'm all about seeing other people's perspective. I've had the liberty or the chance to to get out and experience a lot of other people through the military. That's mm-hmm. probably one of the better decisions I've made, and uh, a lot of them was white police officers. You know, right, the military, right, right. But, uh, but so. Listen, I would welcome them to come on if they want to just come on and talk. Yeah, just, just hey, you got to give everybody a chance. You know, that's that, what we need more of, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, that's the thing, though. When it comes to policing, a lot of people already have this preconceived notion. So the white officer that a lot of people talk about, you know what I'm saying, they don't take the time to go and see where they're coming from. And, you know, there's a reason why you believe that and they're trying to, you know, counteract that so you know just take the time to go talk to a white officer i'm pretty sure they'll be gladly to talk to you and let you know what you know what's what you know sure all right listen man this is the chat by t podcast where we give you real raw authentic conversations thank you